You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. Hi, my name is Ahanu and with me is my lovely twin flame, Angel Rose. Last year, Angel Rose and I were by the banks of the River Liffey in Ireland to collect some Liffey water for our Sacred Earth Waters project. And many of you might know the standing joke that Liffey water is another name for the black stuff called Guinness because since 1759 that brewery has stood on the banks of the River Liffey in Dublin drawing from this precious resource and turning the life force that we know today as Guinness. However, we want to set the scene for you with this to imagine, to paint a picture for you of what actually unfolded as we explored the banks of the River Liffey, not in search of an alcoholic high, but we were seeking to capture the essence of this life-giving river in a jar of water that we could take back to America and to share its magic with everyone. But before we do that, we have to go back a little bit in time to mythical Ireland, to a story about the salmon of knowledge. And it all starts with a hero of Irish mythology called Fionn McCool. Now, long ago, way back in the dark, distant past of ancient Ireland, when Fionn McCool was still a young boy, he knew his birthright was to be the leader of a great heroic warrior race called the Fianna. But he knew first he must become the greatest hunter and the wisest poet. So partly to protect him and partly for study, he was sent to live with the wisest man in Ireland whose name was Finnegus. Finnegus was a poet who lived on the banks of the River Boyne and was renowned throughout Ireland for his vast wisdom and his knowledge. And as well as being renowned for his skills in composing and reciting poetry, Finnegus knew more than any other man in Ireland about the ways of the world, including the secrets of the birds and the animals and the plants and the stars. And it was because of his vast knowledge that Fionn was being sent to learn from him. And Fionn loved to listen to the old man's stories of heroic adventure and deadly drama and his many words of wisdom, which he too, in time, would learn to recite. In exchange for the wisdom, Fionn helped the old man about the house, cooking, cleaning and, of course, fishing. His camp was by a dark, deep pool at a bend of the famous river. And when Fionn arrived, Finnegus was there again, where, for seven years, he had patiently fished every day. It's where the river, as if in terror, it whirls about in rapid eddies, and where in the fresh crystal clear water that coursed its way across the plains of Ireland, there was supposed to live a famous fish. And that fish, known in Ireland as Bradon on Olish, and in English as the Salmon of Knowledge, lived and loved its life between the fast rapids, the deep pools, and particularly savoured its resting place amidst the duckweed and the watercress along the banks of the famous river. In those days, it was known that this salmon, which, if caught and eaten, would communicate amazing wisdom, prowess and good fortune to the eater, that from that day forth, fame and prosperity would attend to him and her in all their affairs. The red speckled fish was said to hold all the secrets of the world, and whoever ate him would absorb all of this knowledge. Despite Finnegus's vast knowledge, he didn't know everything, and this became very evident when the young Fionn's endless curiosity got the better of him, 
and he was left unable to answer the boy's questions. So he sat by the river every day, watching and waiting, determinedly for the moment that he would catch the salmon and become not only the wisest man in Ireland, but the wisest man in all the world. Is there a way to know everything? Fionn asked him one spring day as they both watched the morning sun glance with shining shimmers across the fast-flowing rapids just above the dark pool. This was a question that Finnegas had asked many times too, and it was the very reason he now lived so close to the river. He had been told by the druids of old that in a still dark pool, in the shade of the nine overhanging hazel trees, he would find the salmon of knowledge. It was from eating the nuts of these magical hazel trees that the salmon had acquired all the knowledge of the world. And so it was that according to prophecy, the one who would eat the salmon would gain all the knowledge for themselves. This is the way to know everything, he told Fionn, who was sure he saw the ripple from a fish feeding on mayflies on the black surface of the deep pool. My whole purpose living on the edge of this river is to catch this elusive salmon and to gain such wisdom. I keep a close eye on this pool every day, and sometimes at night too, hoping to spot the bread on an Olish, this salmon of knowledge. Everyone who had so far tried to catch it has been disappointed, and where others have failed, I will be successful. So the day came to pass that Finnegas and Fionn were sitting on the river bank enjoying another stimulating lesson when the tutor announced that he spotted a glorious speckled salmon swimming upstream towards them. This surely is the salmon of knowledge, he whispered to Fionn, and he rushed to get his net. He knew also that he mustn't look into the fish's eyes or he would fall fast asleep, and he was careful not to do this as he stepped into the glistening water his leather sandals sinking into the soft mud at the water's edge. And then, without warning, the salmon leapt out of the water into his net. The old man panicked and looked straight into the eyes of the fish and immediately fell backwards onto the bank in a deep sleep, while the fish splattered on the surface of the water in a desperate bid to escape the net. Fortunately, young Fionn, knowing the magical nature of the fish, shook Finnegas awake. The old teacher commanded Fionn to tear his fine linen shirt and to tie it around Finnegas's eyes so that he could no longer see the fish. Fionn, of course, obeyed, and a blindfolded Finnegas reached for the net and landed the salmon onto the grassy riverbank. Finnegas had caught the bread on, the salmon of knowledge. He would be the wisest man in all the world. I've caught it! I've caught it! he cried. Tears of joy flowed down his face as he freed the great salmon from the confines of the net. As he wrestled with the slippery salmon on the wet grass, all the possibilities of having endless knowledge were racing through his mind. No longer able to contain his excitement, he faced up to the heavens. And as if in a prayer of gratitude, he said, I got him. I got the salmon of knowledge. Fionn watched the old man dance around on the spot in happiness and total abandon, oblivious to all, but then he went quiet, as if realising he didn't want anyone else to see or hear him or know of his great fortune. Puffing and panting, the old man struggled up the riverbank with the salmon in his arms, and he slapped the fish down beside the fire pit. 
Fionn gazed down at the famous salmon of knowledge. Fionn admired the beautiful specimen and marvelled how its scales sparkled brightly in the morning sun and split the light in all the colours of the rainbow. Fionn's mind wandered into the realms of all life everywhere, desiring only to live, wanting only to be loved and appreciated, when Finnegus jolted him back to the reality of what had just transpired. Thousands have tried and failed to catch this famous fish all over the years, Finnegus said, glowing all over with pride. He paced up and down in delight at all the possibilities that infinite knowledge would grant him. You must cook it straight away, Finnegus ordered Fionn, dancing and skipping and growing more excited as the sheer potential of such knowledge began to sink in. Fionn stacked the hand-cut turf in a small pyramid shape above a bed of ash and with some beech kindling he nursed the embers from their earlier breakfast fire into flames and when the turf fire was hot enough to cook the salmon Finnegas warned him Cook it, my fine son, he said endearingly but whatever you do, do not eat a single bit of it. Fionn nodded and he went about readying the salmon while Finnegas went to prepare the table. Make sure it is well done, but not burned, Finnegas counselled. I want the skin crackly, but not black. Be sure that you spoon the juices over it to improve its flavour. And whatever you do, don't take even one small bite of it. Finnegas's voice was warm but strict, and he believed another warning would not go astray on the young warrior. Fionn's eyes were laughing as he put the fish on the spit over the fire. Every day Finnegas told him how to cook the meals. Fionn could repeat the directions in his mind exactly as the old man said them every time. The instructions never changed. That is, they had never changed until today. Not take a bite of it, but rather than being jealous or upset that his guardian would be the beneficiary of the salmon of knowledge, he was actually pleased for the old man. He thought of how deserving the old man was of this great achievement, and he knew now that old Finnegas would die happily in his old age. Fionn turned the spit over the fire as he thought about the salmon and what it would mean for the future. He wondered if or how Finnegas would change after he had eaten the fish. Would he still want to teach him poetry? Or would he make him leave and find another teacher? Fionn hoped he would not have to leave, for he would miss the old teacher when their time together was finished. As hungry as he was, he was sorely tempted to taste the fish, but he remembered his training and he would not eat a morsel until his master had eaten first. This was to be his basic training as a great warrior, always ensuring that his men were fed first and only then would he eat himself. The skin of the fish crackled and spat in the heat of the fire and when it was ready, he called Finnegas to come and taste it, but as he did so, a small drop of burning fish oil spattered onto his thumb. Fionn quickly stuck his thumb in his mouth to quell the pain, and instead of feeling the burning, he felt a wave of energy surge through his body. A short while later, while sitting at the table, Finnegas admired the salmon laid out and presented him so sumptuously by Fionn. He looked at Fionn and thought he saw something different about him, and as though it was like the light of wisdom now shone in his eyes. He could see from the gleam in his eyes and the glow from his cheeks that something had happened to him. Have you eaten anything of the salmon? 
he asked Fionn anxiously. I have not, Fionn replied. Have you tasted the skin? He continued to inquire. I have not, Fionn replied. But when I was turning it on the spit, I burned my fingers. So I put my thumb into my mouth like this to ease the pain. Finnegus's heart sank. That's enough, he flared. You have tasted the salmon of knowledge. In you, the prophecy is fulfilled. You are the one who has gained all the knowledge of the world. And with that, he ordered Fionn to eat all the rest of the salmon. However, when Fionn was finished, he realised that aside from feeling the initial rush of energy, he didn't feel much different now, nor did he feel any wiser than before. When he told this to Finnegus, Finnegus replied, If it was your thumb that you first burnt, then place that in your mouth. Fionn did as Finnegus suggested, and immediately all the knowledge of the world rushed up through his body into his head. His head was spinning. He slowly sank to the ground, and he could feel the earth under his bare knees, but his head seemed to be in the clouds. The instant his thumb touched his tongue, he felt as wise and prudent as if he were a hundred years old. All his future glories, all the failures of his enemies, and all of his own achievements flashed before his eyes, and he saw that all of Ireland and Scotland would resound with his fame, and both contend for the honour of having given him birth. What were these pictures he was seeing in his mind's eye? People were doing things he, that he only slowly began to understand. They were making wonderful jewellery of gold. There were crowds of people listening to a man called Patrick. Men called monks were making wonderfully coloured pictures in a book called the Bible. Fionn saw starving people leaving Ireland by the thousands. And then he saw people celebrating freedom. Slowly, his mind cleared and he saw Finnegus staring at him in wonder. Well, said Finnegus sadly. I must accept the salmon of knowledge wasn't for me after all. You are the one the old stories spoke of, as he would know all things. You no longer need me to teach you, Fionn. You must go now. There is nothing more I can teach you. I hold no ill will against you, as you were destined to become a wise poet, a warrior and a leader, and my work is done. From that day on, whenever Fionn needed to know what was happening at a distance or what was about to happen, he simply had to put his thumb in his mouth. One gentle bite would tell Fionn everything he needed to know. And so it was that when Fionn grew up, he did indeed become a wise poet, a great warrior and a great leader. He became the ablest and most celebrated leader of the Fianna, the greatest band of warriors that Ireland has ever known. He became a great hero in Ireland and Scotland, and stories are still told of the great Fionn McCool to this day. Thus it was that Fionn McCool happened on the Salmon of Knowledge and became the wisest man in the world. So why did I tell you this story? I told you this story because in collecting our waters for the Sacred Earth Waters Project from the River Liffey, it seemed well, energetically speaking anyway, that we were in this same pool, engaging with the same salmon of knowledge. Here's exactly what happened. 
The Irish name for the River Liffey is on Liffey, spelled A-N meaning they, and Liffey spelled L-I-F-E, like life as we know it. And it's meant the wheel of life. And coincidentally, Angel Rose had a healing practice in Chicago some years ago called the Waters of Life. And we were in this spot by the River of Life to collect a sample of this water from the River Liffey or the Waters of Life. Just like Finnegas that day, way back in ancient Irish history, I stepped barefoot into the soft mud at the water's edge, feeling the mud and the watercress ooze between my toes. The day was just like in the story. Bright sun glanced off the glistening water, gentle breezes in the trees, robins and skylarks singing their delight at the oncoming spring. I placed the jar on a flat stone under the water and waited a moment for the disturbing mud to clear. I stood there with my hands joined in a meditative kind of way, in an expectant frame of mind, that in a few moments we would say our prayer and ask that the great spirit of the river would come into our jar and bless us and all those that partook of it with its clarity and its knowledge. And as I stood there up to my knees in the fresh water, I got the impression that there was a crystal purity that seemed to be coming from the right side of the river. It was like you could I suppose, suggest that on the right was the future as the river flowed past me and the present was right where I stood and then it flowed onwards to my left into the past. From the future was coming this crystal clear water, this kind of crystalline structure, as it were, coming down into our present moment and into the jar. And then we witnessed life or the Liffey going on past our present, so to speak, life flowing onwards to our left side as we're facing the river, hoping to clear and heal the past with it. That seemed to be what was suggested to me, but there was also parts of the river that seemed to be somewhat dark, and it really caught my eye. Along with the fast-flowing rapids a little upstream, here in the bend of the river, it was just deep, really deep, just like a normal river in the sense that there are some parts of it that are deep and dark. But to my mind, it seemed to suggest fear of the dark, fear of the unknown. And oh, that sense of fear came up in me. Oh my God, this is deep water here to my right. And this is in my near future. But suddenly, out of that same dark pool on my right, a salmon leaped, graceful and almost silent in its movement, barely disturbing the water, but for an ever-widening circle of ripples on the surface of dark water. The ripples radiated out in soft feminine curves, flowing gently towards me, as if to encompass me in its circle of influence. Immediately I thought of the salmon of knowledge, and it immediately dispensed that sensation of fear around the dark pool, because it had life in it, and it had knowledge in it. So instead of the unknown, it was like a deep, dark pool of knowledge that was flowing down to us from the near future. That same water was flowing down into our container, into our jar. And as soon as our prayer was finished, and when we were happy that the energy of the river of life had entered it, I capped the jar, encapsulating the energy of the salmon of knowledge within it. And as I sat with Angel Rose drying my feet on the river bank, we talked about what the salmon of knowledge was teaching us. How it was like that same knowledge had come into the jar. How it seemed to dispense with the fear of the unknown and how even in its collection had provided a wonderful sense of relief to us. Here's a short recording of what Angel Rose said at the time. 
As recalling in the spirit essence of the River Liffey, I see a beautiful, soft, rosy pink light coming in. Uh, it actually feels like it carries a lot of feminine energy. It's very gentle uh, and soft, filled with light and happiness. Even as I'm watching the river flow by, it feels very cleansing, like very healing, like it would, its essence would heal you and help you move forward very gently and lovingly. A gentle, loving cleanse. has a lot of life force energy in it. We had witnessed something quite amazing going on here in the deep salmon pools on the bend of the River Liffey. So we got this crystalline, this crystalline feminine clarity in our jar. And we got deep, deep knowledge in it too. That's what happened. And it's our delight to recount this experience for you today. So, in closing, we found a few interesting parallels in all of this. We often dismiss mythology as just old stories, not realizing their power or their relevance for us today. All creatures, just like the salmon, have the ability to teach us something, and we have the ability to learn from them. Rivers are life givers on all kinds of levels, physical as well as spiritual. With our present use and availability of technology and access to information, we think we know it all. Nature provides the perfect environment for us to grow in awareness. And we look on time as something that ultimately takes away our lives, when in fact it can keep us in the present moment. So we hope you enjoyed our little story today. It's different from our usual format where we interview inspiring authors and artists and healers and light bearers and pioneers in the growth of awareness. Remember in the beginning I told you that it was our intention to capture the essence of this life-giving river in a jar of water that we could take back to America and share its magic with everyone? We hope this story will have gone some way in achieving that. But if you want to imbibe that water itself, please go to sacredearthwaters.com and order a bottle for yourself. You never know what might happen. Who knows, you might become the wisest person in the world. So until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.